Hi, this is Dr. Claire Steffen, and I'm back with another episode of Heal Your Brain Toolbox. I am a psychologist, a naturopath, a certified natural health professional, master herbalist, national board certified counselor, and national board certified coach in life coaching, wellness coaching, and business coaching. Today we're going to talk about cognitions of choice, which is a philosophy for living that I created. And it's something that once you learn it, it will be a system that you can rely on that's connected to your values and the way you perceive and think and feel about life decisions and choices that you make. So I want you to consider wellness is a choice. Every day we make choices, whether on a conscious level or not, that impact our wellness. So Cognitions of Choice offers a system of learning that empowers you to create new options for wellness. Choice is key to functioning at your highest level of wellness. And when you're faced with a decision, a situation, a conflict, or an opportunity to change, having the ability to apply Cognitions of Choice will help guide you in your decision-making process. For me, Cognitions are not just about the thoughts we hold but cognitions incorporate the actions we take rather based on our patterns of thinking. Cognitions connect to our emotions, our values, our personality traits, and they really are the neural hot wiring or programming that constructs our feelings, our social perceptions, and our life choices. Our cognitions guide our habits of being and our life philosophy. That's why it's really, really important to develop a philosophy for living that's based in values that you connect to, that you trust, and that you believe in. We have cognitions on many, many different levels of consciousness. Um, we tend to think of it in this way, though. We have unconscious thoughts that are habitual, or they drive those automatic thoughts. And we want those to be really healthy, and sometimes they're connected to negative thoughts that are unhealthy, so we want to be able to change those. And we can do that by learning to connect to our thinking at a more conscious level. The second level of thought or consciousness is metacognition, in which we have thoughts about our thoughts or thoughts about our feelings. And our third level is consciousness or mindfulness, where we're fully aware and we're present. I add another level here because I think about integrated thought in which we're able to be authentic in our perceptions and connect to that brain-based being that I discussed in a previous session of Heal Your Brain Toolbox. In any case, I want you to be thinking about any barriers that create obstacles to the kind of desired or healthy changes that you want to make. Barriers can be environmental, they can be financial cultural, social, emotional, and they can come about through bias towards gender, disabilities, or even the lack or availability of services or opportunity. There can also be a time element to barrier thinking that imposes other obstacles. Barrier thinking can be socially or it can be self-imposed and it can negatively impact our level of confidence that we have around choices or decision-making. I'm going to offer to you a golden rule, and, it's, and it's, it's really important because it's a simple way to protect your life 
and to live with reciprocal respect towards yourself and others. It's a relational rule that reinforces integrated cognition or harmonious life balance. So a very simple rule here. Don't hurt yourself. Don't let anyone hurt you. And don't hurt anyone else. We're going to talk now a little bit about how do we apply these cognitions of choice. And in this episode today, I'm just going to introduce the cognitions of choice to you so you'll know more about this philosophy for living. In future episodes, I'll go into great detail so that you'll have a deeper understanding of these different values or dispositional traits. So we can actively apply the cognitions of choice that we learn so that we can change our worldview and our self-view and create a more positive image and transcend unhealthy perceptions and beliefs. We can restructure you know, our personal view and we can engage in new thinking patterns that open the door for new choices and life options. The cognitions of choice can be used to create a framework so we can focus on wellness and improve that worldview that we hold. Every day we make choices. Some of them are simple and others are complex. And at times we lose focus or we feel overwhelmed because we might lack the skills to make a healthy choice. Or maybe it's about those thoughts and feelings that we attach to the choice that prevent us from making a healthy choice, particularly if we're holding on to negative thoughts or feelings. You'll be able to learn how to choose a specific cognition of choice to assist you in creating focus and to provide clarity in your thinking. And this can be done at the start of each day by choosing a specific cognition of choice to apply. And there are models that go along with these cognitions of choice and guided aspirational tools that can be used to uh, correct your thinking process. So you can focus on a single thought or thinking pattern that you want to change and apply a cognition of choice or in time we'll focus on the overall lifestyle and philosophy. The cognitions can be used um, to serve as a reminder to focus on the desired change or goal that's your plan. You can use them in a single way or you can combine them or, and focus on two or three cognitions that can be used collaboratively to create multiple options or ways to approach a situation or a problem. As these cognitions are used repeatedly and in different situations or contexts, they become more integrated into your style of thinking. And as you get a higher degree of comfort and familiarity with them, these cognitions broader your choice making and they contribute to the development of a wellness philosophy. So they can be used as an approach to change. And I want you to think of it in terms of when we're looking at thoughts that are habitual or maybe automatic. Uh, and in particular, we want to focus on changing negative thoughts. We're going to invite change at that level and we're going to explore our options. When we get really good at inviting change, we're going to go to that next level and start to investigate change. And so we have more support in our thinking around choices and that type of decision making. And when we reach that highest level of consciousness, we're going to be really good by then at initiating change and motivating ourselves as we approach change. 
So the three levels here are invite change, investigate change, and initiate change. And alongside that, we're going to explore, support, and motivate. As we move from that automatic thought process, which is really kind of unconscious, into a meta state where we're thinking about our thoughts, to a conscious or more mindful state. I want you to imagine how your thoughts connect to your feelings and that they influence your behavioral choices. And then you can insert choice in such a way that you can focus on your desired change. And in all cases, we need to insert choice in such a way that we really have a understanding of what our underlying belief systems. Because if we don't change what we're believing, then the change isn't going to stay with us and maintain. You know, and so we want to consider our options, explore, revise, and transform. That's just another little acronym I created called CERT. Consider, explore, revise, transform. And that can be applied to attack or address any barrier thinking or obstacles that you might have. So now I want to just introduce the cognitions of choice. There's 24 of them. And these are different constructs that you might hold on to in a way that you can learn to apply them to change your thinking patterns. And ideally, we'll be changing the way we feel about those thoughts and how we behave and what we're believing. The first one I want to introduce is consider your options. And with that, you can slow down, review, and explore your possibilities. The motto that goes along with that particular cognition of choice is, there are always choices. The second cognition of choice is create alternatives. You can always create a plan B and think ahead, even in situations where you can't see that you still have choices. The motto here is, let's see another way I can look at this. The third cognition of choice is discernment. Want to remain true to your values and respect personal boundaries for yourself and for others. Motto being, I can discriminate between healthy and unhealthy choices. So you get the idea here. We're starting to look at these dispositional traits or skills or perceptions that we want to develop, which I call cognitions of choice. The first three I've introduced so far are considering options, creating alternatives, and discernment. And that you learn to focus on those in such a way that when you're faced with a choice, you slow your brain down enough to insert choice to think, okay, what do I need to consider here? What are my options? What alternatives can I create? And being able to discern between what might be a healthy choice for you or an unhealthy choice. The fourth cognition of choice is altruism. And it's not about seeing others as less fortunate. It involves understanding that we all have losses in life and that sometimes traumatic things happen. It can happen to anyone. And that if we have an open heart, that we're open to giving back because we're grateful. You know, there's a lot of programs, such as 12-step programs, that recognize the importance of giving back and that in giving back we receive. The fifth one is positive mental attitude. Life is an exceptional gift to be appreciated at all levels of functioning. And the motto here is simply that things have a way of working out. 
The sixth one is cultural appreciation. And that we look at, even though there's differences, that there's beauty in these differences and that it's a natural and authentic part of life. And that aesthetics, here's the motto here, is that aesthetics are present in all aspects of life. The next cognition of choice is open communication. Listening occurs when we're present and we're receptive. Without this, no true intimate communication occurs. The motto here is, I want to connect to you. The next cognition of choice is commitment. Being connected allows us to prevent isolation and anxiety. It's an opportunity to validate one another. The motto here is, I am here for the long haul. The next cognition of choice is congruency and compatibility. They're complementary views or perspectives, and they can exist within us and between us and others, and that creates harmony and balance. The motto here is that things need to fit well in order to maintain. Transcendence is a cognition of choice. We need to live in the present while being mindful of the future, and without this, we can become vulnerable to discouragement or despair. Motto, I can see the future. The next cognition of choice to focus on is a future orientation. You know, it's about passing the baton that allows others to, you know, uh, take on where we left off and that this, you know, can occur between generations and that it creates a continuity in life. And the motto here is that I am hopeful. Another cognition of choice is seeking solutions and that we investigate with an open mind and that the heart goes beyond simple problem solving. It involves a re relational way of joining. Um, the motto here is that I investigate life with an open mind and heart. The following cognition of choice is respect for equality. We don't have the same abilities, all of us, you know, or gifts, but on a human level, we all matter and contribute to life. Motto being that we can all do the best that we can and have something to offer. Another cognition of choice is integrity. Being authentic and representing what you communicate to others with consistency will offer a solid foundation. Motto. I will do the best I am able and respect all living creatures. I give you my word. The next cognition of choice involves sharing. One of the greatest joys is giving to others willingly and not expecting anything in return. Motto, I have more than enough. So you see, you can start to think about these simply as the label of the cognition of choice, which is a dispositional trait, a perception, or a value depending on how you think about it. And then what is its aspirational meaning or guidepost? Or you can simply think of it in terms of the motto. Next one is reciprocal joy. Learning to appreciate one another beyond the flaws that we all have. And that's a really a reason to celebrate. Motto, we matter to each other. Next one is a protective bond. And, you know, you can think of this in terms of nurturance. I will nurture you and release when you communicate you are ready to go forward. Motto, 
I am there for you with love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Next cognition of choice is courageous acts. We all have limitations because moving forward and being able to ask for help when needed allows us to really be successful in life. Motto, I will take a reasonable risk. Harmonious balance. You know, life throws us all curveballs and we can feel off balance, but protecting our core allows us holistic wellness. Motto, I live life in balance. Next, cognition of choice is whimsical spontaneity. We, you know, we can learn to laugh at ourselves and enjoy others, and we can grow from doing the same. Life is full. Let's see what happens next. Fearless conviction, another cognition of choice. You know, fearlessness is about being committed to trying and being in a state of readiness to learn. So the motto here is simply, I am ready. Charisma is a cognition of choice in which we accept ourselves and forgive our limitations and we love ourselves, you know, and that allows us to have like a magnet that draws us to others who focus on wellness. Motto being, my authentic self is the best version of me. Next one is self-encouragement. The world doesn't always offer ready-made encouragement, and so you find it within yourself. Simply, the motto being, I got this. The last cognition of choice is self-respect. For everything, there's a season and understanding that we are worthy and deserving, and that allows us to live authentically. And the motto is, it's my time. So this is just a simple introduction into the cognitions of choice, which offer a philosophy for living. They're value-based. They're dispositional traits or skills that you can develop, and they become a part of your perception. And you can use them in decision-making or when you're approaching choices. And remember, you want to invite choice, and you want to investigate it and initiate it. And it doesn't really matter the type of choice we're talking about. You can rely on these cognitions of choice, whether you're working on changing automatic thoughts that might be negative or unhealthy, or if you're looking at a deeper level at those meta thoughts that you have. So in other words, how you're thinking about your thoughts or how you're feeling about your thoughts. So we can use the cognitions of choice to change our level of thought at that specific level of consciousness. Or even if they're very conscious thoughts that you just now are in a state of mindfulness and you want to focus on wellness as a way of being. And you can apply these cognitions of choice as a guidepost for that philosophy for living. So I'll be back and talk with you further in um, future episodes about cognitions of choice. And I know you're going to love them. They're a really great uh, tool to be able to create a wellness philosophy. I thank you for joining me in this episode of Heal Your Brain Toolbox, and I look forward to talking with you again in the future. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye.